If what you thought to be true about money turned out to not be true, when would you want to know? Welcome to the Surf City Financial Podcast, where you will learn about all things money. Each week, we will feature guest experts in the areas of retirement planning, business planning, college planning, estate planning, and benefit planning, so you can have a more secure financial future. Your host, Brian Zeke, is the co-author of There's More to Financial Planning Than Financial Planning. CEO of Surf City Financial Group and is a seasoned veteran in the financial services and insurance industry. If you have an interest in learning the strategies for building real wealth without risk, you're in the right place. And now your host, Brian Zeke. Well, thank you, Cora, for that introduction. Hi, everyone. This is Brian Zeke, your podcast host, and I am the founder and CEO of Surf City Financial Group. And welcome to the Surf City Financial Podcast. On uh, today's episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking about the difference between a debtor saver and wealth creator. Because there's basically three ways to handle major capital purchases. A debtor, that's a person who makes post-purchase installment payments and pays interest on those purchases and is pledging future earnings. Where the saver is a person who, who makes pre-purchase installment payments. In other words, they're putting money into an account and delays their purchase until it can be paid off in full. In other words, they can write it, they can basically drain their account and just pay whatever, whether it be a car, wedding, whatever. The wealth creator, on the other hand, is a person who builds that growing capital base but does not drain the tank. They maintain the growth on that, what we call a private reserve, while they make purchases using other people's money. So basically, we're going to be talking about how people buy, borrow, and pay for major capital purchases. And again, what I mean by capital purchases is basically an expense that you cannot pay in full from your weekly or monthly cash flow. Again, like a car, like a wedding, you know, things like that. So let's first take a look at how how these three people buy things. First, a debtor, a person who works to spend. They have no savings. They don't earn any interest because they have no savings. So they end up having to pay interest on a high, at the highest rates because they can't collateralize. They, they have no savings. So they're basically at the whim of the lender. Next, the saver who saves to avoid paying that interest, they earn interest on their savings. But when it comes time to make that purchase, then they drain their account and pay cash. And they're thinking they're saving interest, but they're also losing interest as well. Finally, a wealth creator saves as well. The saver and the wealth creator start out the same way, but the wealth creator chooses to use other people's money to maximize efficiency. So they compound their interest just like the saver did, but when it comes time to make that capital purchase, they collateralize, meaning they use someone else's money and keep their own earning that interest. Let's look at how each handle borrowing because all three do have to borrow to make purchases. Now, the debtor, they borrow from a lender at the highest market rates using that future earnings as collateral. So meaning, again, they're at the whim of the lender. The saver, on the other hand, borrows from themselves, which reduces their current collateral position, meaning they drain that account so they do not have the opportunity to collateralize because they've drained the tank. And they also reset the compounding in that account. And this also brings human nature into discussion. So when they have to put that money back into the account that they just drained, 
they're typically not going to put it back at interest. In other words, the wealth creator had been earning interest and they continue to earn interest. The saver, they saved up that money while they're earning interest. So they drain the account. So they're not earning, as they're putting their money back, they're not earning the same level of interest. They may be getting the same interest rate, but remember, if you had $100,000 in an account versus $50,000 in account, the interest earnings are much greater even at the same rate in the $100,000 account. And that's what that saver is losing out on. Where the wealth creator borrows from the lender at the negotiated rate using their own money as collateral, and they continue to earn uninterrupted compounding on the account they have, on the money they have in their account. So they're actually can get not only the best deals, they can negotiate because they could pay cash, but they choose not to pay cash and they can actually use their own money for collateral. It's kind of the same reason you get a really low interest rates on buying a house, because that's an increasing asset, just like an account would be an increasing asset. So that's why you can actually get such preferred rates on a house. So let's look at how each of these actually pays for their purchase. The debtor makes payments to the lender at the highest rates because they have no options. The saver makes payments to their own account to get back to where they were before they made their purchase. So they gave up the money they, they spent plus the interest on the money they could have earned. And that's a big deal. That really is a big deal. The wealth credit on their hand must make payments to their lender at those preferred rates, which allows their money to earn at an uninterrupted compound interest and maximize the benefits of what we always call as a private reserve account. With the spender, the issue is pretty apparent how costly this is to their financial future. It's, it's huge. They'll never get anywhere, basically, what it amounts to. With the person that pays cash, it's not always evident what they're giving up. And lots of people promote this, including some of the financial entertainers out there, which I actually have a big problem with because, you know, that's a whole other story with financial entertainers. I got a lot of issues with them. But let's do a little math around this, right? Okay, so let's say our saver and a wealth creator start an account, each contributing $5,000 and earn $5,000 annually in that account, and it's earning at 6% interest. The saver saves up the money, let's say they're buying a car every five years, right? So they're saving up the money to buy that car, so they, they buy the car, they drain the account to pay cash for the car to save interest. Then they start basically paying themselves back by filling the tank back up and repeating that purchase every five years for 25 years. And remember what I was saying earlier, human nature, they're not gonna pay it back plus the interest they gave up. They're just gonna make the same payments back into the account. Meantime, the wealth creator has been using other people's money to buy the car every five years. But remember, they've never drained that tank. That tank continues to earn that 6% compound interest on their savings. So let's say after buying five cars in 25 years, basically what's gonna happen, the saver's gonna end up with about $5,000 in their account and just do to start saving again, right? In the meantime, the wealth creator who has been using other people's money and leaving his money in the account has now, over that 25 years, amassed $295,782 over that same 20 years. So that's a big difference, right? 
the one saved a lot of interest, but they gave up a lot of interest, a lot of interest. So I know what you might be thinking, what about the interest paid on a car loan? Well, let's assume car loan, you had a five-year loan, 6% interest. Now, I'm using 6% interest only to make it equal to the savings account. You know, I just, just want to make this equal. In other words, savings accounts earning interest at 6% and the lenders are loaning you at 6%. Now, we know car loans are used, like my car loan on my car is 1.99%. I've seen people get zero interest loans, you know, but it's typically in the two to three to 4% range. Again, depending on the period of time you're, you know, we know interest rates change over the years, but it's all relative. Your saving rates typically change too. But let, let's go with those numbers. So let's assume the car 25 years. So the car 25K and you have a five-year auto loan at 6% interest rate. Your total cost for the first car, including interest, would be 28999 so 25 plus 6% interest. So you're basically paying almost $4,000 of interest. So meaning over five cars in 25 years, you would spend a total of $144,995 total. So if you do the math on that, the wealth creator still has 150,787 ahead of the game. Now, the other important thing, he does have almost $300,000 in account. That alone is a big deal because now they have that money for emergencies. They also have that money for any opportunities that come around. So really important to have money available to you, cash flow. Because the other thing is if he gets in a jam and he can't make the par payments, he's got plenty of money to keep making those payments, doesn't he? If he really needs to, plus he's not breaking the compounding, he may be taking 5000 now, but he's not taking $25,000 out. And he's been enjoying that compounding over time. So in my mind, it's a, it's a much safer position. But back to the math. So basically, it's 150 So again, a very substantial difference. Straight dollars for dollars. Yes, he has a bigger account. Yes, the cars cost some interest that the saver didn't pay. But look at all the interest he gave up. $150,000 over that period of time is still pretty substantial. But again, I go back to that wealth creator still got that almost $300,000. And, you know, if you're talking about safety and opportunity, that's, in my mind, much better. What would you rather be, a saver or wealth creator, just looking at those numbers? So, again, having that money on account is a beautiful thing. You know, I always say cash flow and access to capital is two of the most important things in, in when it comes to money. First of all, if cash flow stops, lose a job, get sick, whatever, having access to capital comes really handy at that point. Also, what if a great opportunity comes along? Well, if you're the the debtor had no hope. Uh, they're just not. That, that's just not going to happen. But can you imagine the uh, that saver who just spent that money and an opportunity comes along? Huh, well, I guess they can't do that either. But they are safer. Their car's paid off. If they lose their job, they don't have the car payment. They may have the insurance and all that. They still got to pay for. But at least they don't have that car payment. But the wealth created in their hand has left themselves in great shape because you figured. 20 years in, they still got a lot of money. 
they still got a lot more than the saver. So again, the saver's not not doing a horrible thing. They're just not doing the smartest thing. And I've seen this a lot. And again, I see some of those financial entertainers out there actually tout this as being a smart thing to do, pay off your house as soon as you can, pay off your car. And I beg to differ, and I can actually prove it with numbers. Now, because we know things can go wrong in life, and one of those wrong things is maybe you don't have that, the option to take advantage of an uh, opportunity too. There's a cost there too, right? In other words, if you had a chance to get a great investment that would have made you uh, you know, 20% return on your money over a short period of time, wouldn't that have been kind of cool if you had the money to do that? And now if you have to borrow the money to do that, now you're at double risk because you know there, we know that sometimes opportunities go bad as well too. So I just firmly think that cash is king. In other words, having access to capital for multiple reasons and especially because we know life happens. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been there where cash flow has stopped for a while. And you know, you small business owners out there, you tell me, isn't cash pretty handy to have? I mean, because we know that businesses go through lean periods sometimes and businesses have to make capital purchases quite a bit. So it's um, a really important thing. So why we always recommend it, building up that uh, private reserve and we, we kind of nickname it our private reserve strategy. And there's a lot of, a lot of vehicles you can put your private reserve money in and uh, you know, discussion for another day, uh, which we'll definitely be getting into as we go through all this stuff. If you wanna learn how to be a uh, wealth creator, just give us a call, reach out. Uh, we're, we're, that's what we're here for, to instruct and to teach how people can do these things. And obviously we can help you with as far as the investment and things like that, because that's our biggest thing is we, we want to teach people these strategies and the importance of these strategies. So feel free to reach out. And oh, and if you want to reach out to us, just drop me an email. Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at Search City Financial Group. Whether you want to uh, offer a, a suggestion for the show or something you want to hear about. If you have a critique of the show or a question on the show, we, we love to hear it. We're, you know. Nobody likes criticism, but I'm open to it. But, you know, I like to get better as well. And on the way out, uh, you know, on a sign off here, you're going to get an invite to another way to learn about these things. And that's our Search City Accelerator program. So pay attention to that. And that's another way you can actually uh, connect up with us. So I invite you to hang in there. And uh, But otherwise, we will talk to you on the next episode. Uh, again, this is Brian Zeke, Search City Financial Group. And talk to you down the road. Ready to take your finances to the next level? Register for our free financial masterclass at surfcityfinancialgroup.com slash masterclass, where you will learn the three secrets for creating a secure financial future without risk. And be sure to apply for your free scholarship into our financial accelerator program at surfcityfinancialaccelerator.com. This is a six-week program that provides over $4,000 of financial resources, one-on-one coaching, and online education. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in to the next episode where we help you catch the wave to financial success and financial security.